Welcome to the Special Needs Kids Are People Too podcast with Amy Bodkin, EDS. Amy is an autistic adult who also happens to be a school psychologist turned special needs consultant and public speaker. She's also a homeschooling mom to two autistic kiddos, a yoga instructor, a card-carrying Trekkie, and an all-around fun person. And last but not least, Amy is an advocate for seeing every child as a person, not a diagnosis. Because a special needs kid is just like any other child, just more so. Here's Amy Bodkin. Hi, I'm Amy Bodkin, coming to you from the blanket fort in my office. And welcome to Special Needs Kids Are People Too. Today, I wanted to talk with you guys about holidays. Because we've had a lot of holidays coming up and Christmas is around the corner. And I know this is always a big question at this time of year. Uh, partly because it's probably the biggest holiday that we have in the United States each year. So that definitely brings it up. It's also uh, the longest time we typically have off uh, from work at this time of year. And then we also are more inclined to do traveling and see extended families, which can create all kinds of problems (laughs) if your family falls outside of the average. So I thought today we might talk some about that. Uh, There's a particular quote that I wanted to share with you. It's by Chesterton. It comes from his Orthodoxy, Chapter 4. And it is, Tradition means giving a vote to most obscure of all classes, our ancestors. It is the democracy of the dead. There's a lot more to that, but we're going to stick with just that part because there's a whole lot more to unpack if we continue with that. Um, but this idea that tradition is the democracy of the dead, I think sometimes when we get stressed by holidays, whether it's because we're stressed just because it's the holidays and we have so much to do, or we're stressed because our family's a little bit different than the average and these traditions are not as pleasant for us because they bring with them extra challenges. And so I think that a lot of times in both situations, the real problem is that tradition is the democracy of the dead. (laughs) Traditions happened in previous years. And even if the people who started those traditions are still alive, the people that they were when those traditions started do not exist anymore because we are continually changing as people. And so what served us previously doesn't necessarily always serve us now. And it most certainly doesn't always serve the people that now exist that didn't exist before. And sometimes it can be really hard to let go of traditions. And now a word from our sponsors. Do you ever feel isolated, like you don't really know what you're doing as far as homeschooling your child who's got a different kind of situation than everybody else's kid? Well, a Charlotte Mason Plenary has created a special needs membership group with me, Amy Bodkin. This group provides an online community where you can connect with other moms as well as me talking about things that are important in your life. We also have a weekly meeting on Zoom where we can 
build relationships and also dive deeper into topics that are of importance to you, whether that's behavior, academics, or just life in general. This group is for anybody who feels that they have some kind of a special situation in their home, whether that is due to a learning difference, developmental difference, someone having a chronic health condition, trauma, anything that puts your family outside the average. You can find more information at cmplenary.com slash product slash special dash needs dash membership. Holidays have been a real problem here many times uh, when we had a lot of major food allergies. I eventually got really mad because we had lost every candy except one. Uh, I had to make pretty much everything from scratch. Most of our food, if not all, came from a farm. Uh, It was just exhausting. And I was so frustrated because most of the major holidays in America are ones that involve candy. (laughs) Halloween, Christmas... Valentine's Day, Easter, all of them involve candy. (laughs) And it was a huge issue for us. And so at one point I ended up deleting uh, holidays off the calendar because I just, I could not take it anymore. And we uh, focused our attention more on holidays that didn't have candy. Dinner holidays. I love dinner holidays. Dinner holidays, you can change to a different kind of dinner easily. Candy, I mean, if you don't have any candy, what are you supposed to do with that? I did try things. Uh, One year for Halloween, I went around to a few people's houses, gave them dollars to give to my kids when they went trick-or-treating, and then we went and bought something with it. Some people do the switch witch, which people, kids collect candy, and then they leave their candy out, and the switch witch comes and um, trades the candy out for toys. Um... But, I mean, you know, not everybody's family does the same things. Um, so Switch Witch is kind of like the Tooth Fairy, um, only for Halloween. But there's all kinds of different traditions, and we tried a bunch of different things. I tried making gingerbread cookies when we couldn't have sugar cookies, and then we lost the gingerbread cookies. And it, it, The morning of traditions, especially when you don't get to choose to let go of them, can be very difficult. Um, And quite honestly, I think that sometimes holidays within families that have some kind of special need are hardest on the parents because we're the ones oftentimes with the expectation, Um, especially if the kids are younger, we're the ones with the expectation and we feel like, oh, well, it's not going to be as magical as it was in my childhood or, um, or we had been looking forward to being able to participate in something with our kids, and it's not something that they are going to want to or are ever going to participate in, perhaps. And and that's hard because we have expectations, and it is our own expectations that cause us the most trouble. If we could release ourselves from expectations, we would be a lot happier people. But releasing yourself from expectations or attachments is really hard. Uh, Sometimes we're attached to things because they were such a pleasant and wonderful experience for us. And sometimes we are attached to things because they remind us of someone special. I love the holiday Thanksgiving because it reminds me of my maternal grandmother. 
I, she died when I was 12. And Thanksgiving at her house is always something that I enjoy remembering. So this year at Thanksgiving, we stayed home and I made traditional Thanksgiving foods that I had enjoyed at her house when I was a kid. It was the first time I'd been able to make many of those recipes for my children because of their food allergy issues. And uh, my husband helped me in the kitchen. It's not usually, he'll do dishes, but he doesn't really enjoy the cooking aspect so much. Um, But it reminded me a lot of my grandfather puttering around in the kitchen, uh, trying to help. And uh, we had the parade on. It just reminded me a lot of being at her house. And it made the day particularly special for me because it was an opportunity to remember her and um, time that I appreciated with that family. And uh, I had a friend in my yoga class who had a very special attachment to Christmas. And it was because Christmas was really important to her mom. And she had lost her mom a few years before. And so Christmas was a big deal to her. And it can be difficult to let go of some of those attachments. And maybe sometimes we don't completely let go of them. Um, When it becomes a problem is when we become so attached to our expectations that we allow that to get in the way of providing a positive, supportive environment for our children. And so as parents, we have to really, you know, Take a good look at ourselves, understand why we have the feelings that we have, and then how we can best um, keep those things that are important to us. I told in a previous episode that my husband is Jewish, so we do Hanukkah at our house. And when we're with my family, then we do Christmas. So... We have an interesting mix at our house, and we don't do as much Christmassy stuff at our house because we had also lost, like I said, a lot of foods, and a lot of the traditions that I grew up with were centered around cookies and candy and things like that. Not all of them, but there are quite a few of those. Um, But there is one tradition that I brought forward And that was that my favorite gift that I ever got um, under the tree when I was growing up was a stack of books tied in a red ribbon. It was my favorite gift ever. And so with my children on Christmas Eve, uh, they get a stack of books, sometimes with a red ribbon, sometimes not, (laughs) Um, and some special snacks with which to enjoy the day. And that is a tradition I've brought forward. But I have found that, you know, a lot of times we try to keep all of the traditions. We want to keep all of the traditions and then make new ones with our kids. And eventually somebody's going to go crazy. (laughs) Because if you keep that tradition up where everybody keeps all the traditions going and keeps adding to them, eventually it's going to become too much. And so one of the things that actually was the most freeing about all of the food allergy issues we had we still have celiac, but we don't have certain other things. Uh, the egg allergy, that one was outgrown. Um, and they became a lot less sensitive to chemicals and stuff like that. Um, but one of the 
great gifts of that, honestly. And I can say that now because we're past it. If you'd asked me this in the middle of it, I don't think I would have said it was a gift. (laughs) But one of the gifts was that we jettisoned a whole lot of traditions. And so now holidays are a lot simpler. And I'll be honest, I like it that way. It reduces a lot of pressure. And um, I appreciate the things we've kept. Um, But keeping everything and then trying to add your own to it, it, it can be too much. So picking a few things that everybody really enjoys I, I find that's the best way to go. Um, another issue that comes up a lot this time of year is um, family. <laughs> a lot of us go see family for holidays. And one of the challenges that can often come up with some of our families is that some of our kids don't do things the way that their cousins do. Or um, they have special requirements that other family doesn't always understand. Sometimes they do. We've been fairly fortunate in this area um, because for the most part, our families have been rather understanding of what accommodations that we need to make, especially the ones for our children. Um, But there's a lot of people out there who do not have that experience. And I don't know, maybe you're a grandparent listening to this and maybe, you know, your children developed perfectly fine. You've got these grandchildren and you're like, I don't know what my children are doing, but somehow my grandchildren do not know how to behave or um, that kind of thing. And holidays can be a huge overload sensory wise. Especially if you have a lot of traditions or a lot of holiday decorations, that can be a problem too sometimes. Lots of lights, lots of flickering lights, uh, usually a lot of noise, more people, (laughs) more touching, Uh, people wanting hugs and kisses. Sometimes that can be very uncomfortable. Uh, And I'm not going to tell you that there's a right or a wrong way to do the holidays, because each family is different. Um, and I'm not even going to tell you that there are right there, there are certain things you should never do or certain things you should always do. Um, because I really feel like that's something that families have to kind of work out for themselves. Um, you know, there's certain things that a lot of us tend to agree on, like a lot of autistic adults and also, um, adults who've had some kind of trauma, would probably say, you know, don't make kids hug and kiss people they don't want to hug and kiss. Um, That one's a fairly safe, you know, don't do this. But still, I really feel like a lot of it comes down to the family and you really have to figure this one out for yourself. But what I would encourage you to do is give yourself the freedom to drop things. Don't feel like you have to keep all the traditions. Don't feel like you have to do all the things. Um, Like I said, I grew up Christian. My husband grew up Jewish. So, you know, we had years where we had Christmas trees and we've had years where we didn't. And choosing not to decorate um, was a huge load off my plate because I got exhausted doing all of the decorating. It wasn't something I particularly enjoyed. Um, And there's nothing wrong with that. Don't feel guilty 
about the things that you don't particularly love and want to let go of. You don't have to let go of them forever. Um, but do the things that are important to you, not the importance of keeping traditions or importance to different people. Do the things that bring you joy. Basically, Marie Kondo your holidays. <laughs> uh, pick up that one thing, whether it's sugar cookies or decorating your Christmas tree or whatever, and go, does this spark joy? And if it doesn't, let it go. Um, and you're like, well, you know, I can't let go of the Christmas tree because, you know, Santa's going to come see my kids and he needs a tree to put the Christmas presents under. Well, maybe you get one of those little trees that you put on a table, or maybe you do like a rosemary bush that you put on the table, or maybe you do one of those felt trees that you stick on the wall that have ornaments that the kids can rearrange without messing up the tree at all, um, or knocking it over. So, you know, there's, there's all kinds of creative ways of doing things different that will simplify and take the stress out of the holiday season. And quite honestly, usually less helps most kids with any kind of special need, because usually when there's some kind of special need going on, usually there's some kind of a sensory issue. Even if you don't have sensory issues, uh, trauma, sensory processing disorder, autism, learning disabilities are a processing difference, guys. So again, with the sensory processing, uh, basically everything comes down to sensory processing. And if your child is having a difficult time with holidays, usually less is more. Sometimes you want to also find sensory experiences that they find calming to add in. But for the most part, less is more. And a lot of it is just thinking about those social situations and traditions and asking yourself, what are the possibilities? Can we let this go? Can we do it in a different way? Can some of us go to this party and some of us stay home? Could we get a babysitter? Could we re-envision how this looks? Maybe instead of decorating Christmas cookies, we just buy pre-decorated ones. Or maybe we get cookies from the store and buy icing tubes and call it good. <laughs> um, you know, maybe we leave Oreos for Santa instead of making decorated cookies. I hear Santa loves Oreos. Just what I've heard. Um... And also, so gift giving, that one's also really big around Christmas, not so much the other holidays. And that one can also be a real stressor. Um, it costs money. Money can sometimes be really tight, especially when you have children with extra needs that need extra care. Uh, travel can be hard because that also can require money, which again can be tight. Uh, and making things, I mean, that sounds very nice and ideal, but that can also either cost money or time. Um, so finding ways to simplify gift giving. Um, when our children were small, we had very simple Christmases. Um, 
that were not very expensive or complicated. Uh, so that was, that was something that I really enjoyed. Um, we also did a lot of handmade stuff back then because we, we were home a lot. <laughs> um, as they've gotten bigger and we tend to get out more, we don't quite have as much time to do that kind of thing. So we don't tend to do that as much as we used to. Um, but finding, finding ways to cut that down. Um, I have a very large family. So one thing we do is that all of the cousins draw names and all of the aunts and uncles have a rotation system. So we rotate every five years, four years you go around and you've had everybody by that point. Uh, it was just because there were so many of us. So finding ways to simplify on those kinds of things. Um, I love giving gifts in the moment and not at a scheduled time. Um, I find that the gifts I enjoy giving the most are the ones that I spontaneously came up with, mostly because I have a hard time coming up with what to give people because I don't know if you've read the book about love languages, but I don't think mine is gift giving. Uh, I'm not exactly sure what mine is. It's definitely not gift giving though. I have a difficult time with that. Every once in a while I get inspiration though, and then it's always a good one. And then I'm really proud of myself for coming up with a good gift idea. Uh, but if you try to put me on a schedule, <laughs> invariably it doesn't happen. <laughs> so, um, you know, think, think about what you love, what you enjoy, and then try to find ways to keep those things and let go of the things that you don't love as much or you're not as good at or um, outsource. Sometimes on particularly difficult Christmas gifts, I will come up with some ideas and then um, give those to my husband and say, go figure it out because <laughs> he's much better at shopping than I am. So, um, but in general, just let go of stuff. It's not that important. Um, your children will not be ruined by not having had, you know, exactly what you had or exactly what everybody else has. Um, they'll love their traditions that they grew up with. It doesn't have to be the same ones everyone else has. My kids love getting books every Christmas Eve. It's something they look forward to. Um, and, you know, we used to have Christmas at our house. Now we do that with my parents when we visit them. And my kids once asked, you know, so why don't we do a lot of presents at Christmas time? And I'm like, well, you get presents throughout the year when I feel inspired. <laughs> Would you want me to stop doing that? And they're like, oh, no, we wouldn't want you to stop doing that. I'm like, okay, well, you can't have it both ways. <laughs> you get the same amount of stuff either way you go. You can either have it all at once or you can have it spread out. And so that's how we do it. And there's no right or wrong way to do things. You just got to think about what honors the people that you are and what honors the season that you're in right now. Um, it won't always be the same and don't feel like you have to stick to tradition. Tradition really is the democracy of the dead. And there's no reason to let the people who aren't here anymore dictate how your life is going to be. They can provide us with great wisdom and stories and, and, and traditions, but that doesn't mean that we have to practice all of them. 
we can take the memories, the appreciation, the lessons that we've learned from them, and we can leave it at that if we need to. I hope you all have a very happy holiday season. We will be off for a couple weeks while everybody's out of town and traveling and enjoying holidays. Um, and I hope that you take some time to enjoy the people and your life that matter most to you. We'll see you in 2022. We hope you had fun listening to today's episode and gained some new insights into the wonderful variety of people in our world. You can find out more about Amy's advocacy work at amybodkin.com. And remember, special needs kids are people too.